Welcome to the latest episode of Women's Hockey Digest. I'm your host Stephen Edwards and tonight I'm delighted to be joined by Kristin Lewicki from the Buffalo Buttes and Alexa Grishel from the Metropolitan Riveters. First up is Kristin Lewicki. Delighted to welcome Kristin Lewicki from the Buffalo Buttes to the podcast. Kristin, thanks so much for joining me. How's it going? Uh, good, thanks for having me Steve. It's good to be on the show. Hey, it's another another week of NWHL action, and it's always a pleasure to catch up with the players and find out a bit about them and, and talk some hockey. So before we get into the actual NWHL itself, let's go back in time a bit and find out when you first started playing hockey. So when did you first lace them up? Uh, I first started skating when I was four years old, and then I started actually playing when I was five. And... Who were some of the players you liked to watch when you were growing up? Uh, when I was really young, because uh, I'm from a small town in West Virginia, and then um, we have an ECHL team there called the Wheeling Nailers, which is associated with the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. And when I was younger, that was really big to go to, uh, to go to their games when I was younger. So we went there a lot. So I really look up to a lot of those players at the time because I knew them and I was like in my hometown and it was like a really big deal back then and then uh once I got older and I started playing hockey out of Pittsburgh um I got to work with like Mario Lemieux so that was really neat to like be able to get tips from him and everything so I've kind of always uh looked up to him and how he's played the game and all the advice he gave me and like what he showed me on the ice so I've always looked up to him, and then recently another player on Pittsburgh would be Chris Letang. Even though he's defense, just the way he plays a game, he's like he's defense, but he also tries to rush the puck. So I just I love how he, his style and how he plays. So he would be another person I probably looked up to. But those are the only two I really bring to mind because when I was younger, it was kind of hard because I didn't really pay that much attention to the NHL at that time because I was young and I just wanted to play off sports and just have fun so not until I got older is when I really started paying attention to the NHL. I, I can't think of you know uh, a bigger role model in some respects I mean Mario is one of the, the great players that's, that's ever played this game and played on Stanley Cup winning teams the Pittsburgh Penguins went through a hell of a lot off the ice as well so if if he's giving you tips you know you, you're doing well there. Yeah, it was, yeah, because his daughter uh, used to play on the team when I played out of Pittsburgh. So uh, every once in a while, he would come out on the ice and, like, help coach practices. And if we ever needed help with, like, coaching games, he'd be there. So he he was definitely a big role model for the team and tried to help us out when we were young and uh, teach us anything that he knew. So that was a really neat experience and something that I would always remember. Absolutely. I I can only imagine what it must have felt like in terms of like, you know, getting into the game and, and having having somebody like that, you know, take an interest in you. And of course, you went to Adrian College. What do you remember about your time there? Uh, that, was, that was definitely the best four years of my life so far. I, I definitely did not think that's where I was going to be going. But once I got there and met all the girls and got to play hockey there it was the best thing that happened and I wouldn't regret going there for anything the team dynamic and just the coaches it's very family oriented and everyone's very close and it's just a great hockey school and a great hockey program to be a part of and I'm glad I was able to be a part of that program 
We had a, a couple of questions sent in from uh, one of our listeners, um, Cat Lady, who said that, are you happy that you still get to play with two of your Adrian College teammates? Uh, yeah, definitely. I think it really helps us out a lot, too, because we've played together for a couple of years now. So we have that chemistry, and we know how to play together. We know when each other will be on the ice, and I think we just have a really strong bond, and it uh, plays into hockey as well. So I think it's definitely great that we get to experience this playing in the NWHL together, and I just think it's awesome that we were able to do that and get signed as a line, and I'm definitely happy to still be playing with them. Absolutely, and uh, Cat Lady also asked, do you still get called wheels? <laughs> Yes, uh, some people still call me Lou's. Other people are starting to now just call me Lou or Louie. But <laughs> yes, some people still call me that. So this is your first season in the NWHL. How did it feel to step out onto the ice for the first time wearing that Butte uniform? Uh, it was an unforgettable feeling. I never really thought about it before. I thought that I'd get the chance to even play in this league. So definitely being able to put the Butte jersey on and play my first NWHL game was a surreal feeling and it's something I won't forget and then of course we got the win that first game too so it was definitely something that I'll cherish and I'm glad I was able to be a part of it. Have any of the more experienced players in the team kind of like helped the new players settle in? Uh, yeah definitely they were very welcoming and uh, told us all about how practices how stuff go and like everyone's very uh open hands willing to help and give any advice you want so our team's definitely getting a lot closer as the season goes on and we're starting to know each other better but uh overall right at the beginning I felt um everyone was very nice and open to helping and being there for each other how do you prepare yourself for game day um well I usually usually in the morning I like to have a breakfast and then I just relax but then um once it gets closer to game time, you start listening to some pump-up music and just start dancing and getting ready, and then it's just game time and you're ready to go. And then it's the adrenaline rush when it when you hit the ice. Yeah, usually about an hour an hour or two before the game. Uh, it's actually my line mates because we live together as well. We just we have a big speaker, so we just blare some music, have a dance party, and just kind of get each other pumped up as well. So that's pretty much what our game day routine is excellent and it's working well so far um <laughs> buffalo had their banner raising ceremony this past weekend did that make you think you know i want that for me uh yeah definitely that was a very special moment to see and just even to be a part of just to see it but yeah it definitely makes you think you want you want to have that same feeling you want to have your name on that banner you want to have that ring but it's definitely eye-opening definitely a feeling that you want to feel again and you want to help the Buttes repeat and uh, hold on to the championship cup. How do you think you've done so far, you know, through the first three games, not only personally, but the team itself? Uh, I think we're getting better every game. I think our first game, we, we really come out really strong and then I think we kind of like fell flat a little bit, but I think each game we're getting better and better and our chemistry as a team is getting better and better as we, get used to playing with each other more and having these practices together and kind of doing team bonding stuff off the ice. But I think we've come out really strong and really fast and we've been on the puck. I think we just need to out battle our teammates more in the third period and we'll come out on top every game. 
how about yourself from a personal perspective? Like, how well have you settled in, do you think? I think I settled in pretty well. I knew it would definitely be a big jump from D3 to professional hockey, but I think overall I've hung right in there with them and I've been able to keep up with the pace and how physical the game is. But I've been pretty impressed with how I've taken this transition and I'm proud that I've been able to do that. No, absolutely. And finally, the, the Buttes have obviously started the season 2-1 and you're now trying to end the Riveters' winning start. What must you do, do you think, to beat this team? Uh, I think we just need to win more battles along the wall. I think they outbattered us last game and just were a lot stronger than we were and faster to the puck. So I think we just need to come out really fast and really hard and win all the battles and get more shots on that. I felt like we didn't have too many shots, too many opportunities really. So I think we need to create those opportunities and get more traffic in front so we can get those shots and get rebounds in and just we just have to work hard in the game, which I think we obviously can. We're a strong team. We're a fast team. We know how to work. And I think we just have to have that mentality where we want to be that team on top and no one's going to take that away from us. And I think we'll be okay. It's going to be a, another great game in the NWHL coming up this weekend. It's a, I mean, it's a battle for... Um, top spot in the league as it stands so far but I just want to thank you for joining me today Kristin and appreciate your time and I'd like to wish you and the team the very best for the season Thank you and thanks for having me again. Great stuff from Kristin now time for Alexa Grushow Delighted to welcome Alexa Grushow from the Riveters to the podcast. Alexa, thanks so much for joining me. How's it going? Hi, I'm doing well. Thank you very much for having me on tonight Hey, looking forward to talking to you. It's um, always exciting to talk to the players and we'll get into the Riveters and some of your career highlights and everything else. We've had an abundance of questions, so I hope you're ready. I'm ready. (laughs) So before we talk about the NWHL, let's go back to where it all began and and find out a little bit more about you. So when did you first start playing hockey? I first started when I was about five. I got on the ice, um, and I'm originally from central Pennsylvania, so I played hockey in central PA um, until about 10th grade, and then I started playing for a team called the Washington Pride out of Maryland. I finished my last three years of high school with that team, and then that led me to play Division One college hockey at Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute in Troy, New York. And then four years at RPI then led me to now my second year in the NWHL with the Riveters. What are some of your highlights that stand out to you so far during your hockey career? Um, Some of my highlights, um, I would say um, at RPI, each year that I played there, um, I was able to be the leading point scorer on the team freshman through senior year. So Um, I would say that was definitely an accomplishment for me. And then this year in NWHL, I'm doing pretty well so far. I've gotten uh, six points in three games, so I'm just hoping to keep that moving and and keep increasing the amount of points I get and and hopefully have, have a high out of my two years playing in this league. Talking of the uh, amount of points that you got so far, kindly leads me into um, the start of our Twitter questions. I said you've been very popular this week. So we've got a lot of questions to get through, and I'll try and rattle through these as, as quickly as possible. But we'll start with Dan Rice. 
He says, how many dollars will he be donating in your name this season? Um, I, don't, I don't know if I can put a number on it. I don't really want to put a number on it. Um, hopefully, hopefully I'll surprise both of us and um, be able to rack up a lot of money because it is for um, a good cause. It's going to um, a current RPI women's hockey player who is battling uh, brain cancer at the moment. She had surgery this past summer and she's currently in treatment. So that is what the donations are going towards. Which is a wonderful cause, and I'll be retweeting it out um, from the podcast again because it is something to you know get involved with, and um, it's something that Dan's very kindly you know offered to um, participate in as well. So you know, fair play to Dan, and obviously we wish um, her a speedy recovery. Mm-hmm. Moving on to uh, Fiona, who sent in like quite a few questions. Uh, first of all, do you have a day job? Yes, I just recently attained a day job. I'm currently an intern at a company called Juice Press. Um, Their main products are cold-pressed vegetable and fruit juices, and I work uh, in the corporate office working with brand consistency and uh, product development and project management, things along those lines. In terms of the question for myself in relation to that, how do you find juggling that alongside your hockey commitments for the Riveters? So far, everything's working out well. Um, I have normal day hours, 9.30 to 5.30, and then on on Tuesday and Thursday nights when we have practice, that gives me enough time to commute home from the city back to Jersey City and then drive to Newark. Um, So I do have enough time to get there, get to the rink ahead of time and everything like that. It's working out well for me. Excellent. Fiona also says, um, do you play with or against any players you've competed with growing up? Well, currently we have two other RPI girls on the team. So those were two of my teammates from college. One was my classmate. Um, And then there's another RPI player, Jordan Smelker, on Boston. And... um, a teammate from high school from the Pride, Haley Scrupa, she plays for Boston as well. And then I think I have some either high school or college opponents that are scattered throughout the league. Next one from Fiona. How do you prep for a game? How do I prep? Um, I'm not too particular or superstitious about what I do. Um, I just come to the rink ready to play. Um, Definitely always excited for game day. Um, for me, um, I, I don't really listen to my own music. I just kind of listen to whatever we have playing in the locker room. That usually satisfies me. Mm. And then um, I'll take my sticks. I'll, I'll do an individual warm-up and um, just just be focused, mentally focused for the game. I mean, it's certainly working out very well this season, obviously, as we've you've already mentioned, and we'll get onto that in a few moments. But... Uh, one last one from Fiona, who says, if you had a daughter who wants to play hockey, what would you tell her? I would say, heck yeah, go for it. I, I hope that um, is even in my future one day. I think that would be awesome. Um, I would definitely love to help them and teach them and, and hop on the ice with them. I think that'd be amazing. Uh, it's wonderful questions there from Fiona. Moving along to a good friend of mine, Stephen Ellis, who says, which teammate do you spend most time with away from the rink? Um, I, would pro- I would just probably say my roommates. 
um, obviously live with them. So you're with them um, on the days that you don't have practice. Whereas um, I don't, I don't really see my other teammates on off days. So my roommates Fitz and Shelly um, are my good friends. Excellent. And one last question that actually relates to uh, one of your teammates who says, what is your favorite Ashley stretch Johnston story? <laughs> um, Hmm. Why does she have interesting stories? <laughs> well, I I guess so. I mean, like, because Daisy's not posed a question. <laughs> I I could just say her her routine and her daily schedule is a crazy story to me. I mean, Stretch works long, long hours as an engineer, which I know is very tough work. Um, and then she works and lives in Albany, so then she does that commute down to Newark. Um, for practice and home games. So, I mean, she's always go, go, go. She's also the the captain, great leader of our team. So I would just say her daily schedule is is a mind-blowing, crazy story for me, but it's just um, that diehard commitment, definitely someone to look up to. Absolutely. Well, just a big thank you to everyone there for all the questions uh, for Alexa and putting her on the spot. But let's let's talk about the Riveters and how they've started the season so far. 3-0 on the season, I mean, the perfect start. What has pleased you most about the way the team's played so far? I would say that we're, we're very connected on the ice. Um, we, have, we have team chemistry and that's because we all are committed and we hold each other accountable and we're always present, whether it's at practice or at games. Um, we're on, we're on the same page. We have the same goals with, with winning and the ultimate goal of winning the Isabel cup. And I just think that, like I said, each person on this team is committed to our ultimate goal. So every time we step on the ice, um, we're working our hardest and we're supporting our teammates in order to reach that goal. On a personal note, did you ever think you'd score in an NHL arena? <laughs> um, I don't think it ever really, really crossed my mind. I never really um, connected those two things together. Um, but that was, that was an amazing feeling. Um, just obviously for the small thing of that goal in that game, but also for the bigger picture that we were playing in an NHL rink. And that was because we partnered with the devils. And again, just, just, it meant more than just a single goal in the game. It was um, a big accomplishment for women's hockey. No, and that's been a you know an amazing partnership and, and shown just how much the, the league has grown and, even in its infancy right now, it's in year three, but to have that kind of partnership and be able to have that kind of opportunity in front of that many people that, that turned up for that game is, is an incredible accomplishment for the game. I agree. So looking ahead to this weekend, you've got a game against Buffalo and they're at the moment uh, chomping at your heels. Um, they've won two games and lost one. What are your thoughts going into that game? I think the the thoughts among the whole team um, are we're thinking about the first game we had against them, which was a very physical game. Um, It was a rough game. Um, I think uh, it was an emotionally 
involved game. So we're thinking about that, but we also um, had reflected upon it and uh, moved past it. And now we're, we're ready to look forward to the next game against them. Uh, we're we're going to be ready for a physical game. Um, we're going to be ready for a fast game. And hopefully we can do the same thing that we did first game against them and come out with a win. If the coaching staff talked to you about like some of the adjustments that you're looking to make in in this particular game against them? Yeah, our, our coach, uh, Chad, actually talked about that with us last night at practice. And then we're going to watch a video tomorrow night at practice. Just, um, you know, any any mistakes we made, whether it was a certain play or just a tendency that we had that game, he, he touched on that. And then we um, touched on it during practice drills as well. Excellent. Well, it's a, another big weekend of action in the NWHL. But for now, I just want to thank you for joining me, Alexa, and I'd like to wish you and the team all the best for this season. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Great stuff from Alexa. And that just about wraps up tonight's episode. I'd like to thank Kristin Lewicki and Alexa Grushow for joining me on Women's Hockey Digest. You can find all the relevant social media links in the notes for the episode, including their Twitter handles. Every week, I'll be joined by players from the NWHL, to discuss all things at NWHL from a player's perspective. But for now, I've been your host, Stephen Edwards. You can find me on Twitter at TalkSportsStephen. You can find the podcast at WH Digest. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or your podcast app. All the details will be in the episode notes. But until next time, it's a good night for me.